0: I'm Jackie Patton, the founder of InkBlock Creative, and my favourite things are finding out what makes people tick and geeking out about how we communicate. On every episode, I'm going to be chatting to business leaders, creatives and everyone in between about how they stay connected to their goals, relationships and their sense of purpose in a world where we're always glued to our screens. I love to chat, so every week you can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. I'd love for you to be a part of it too. So head over to Instagram and find us at ink underscore blot underscore creative to let me know what you think. This week I'm talking to Hannah Jakes, owner of Hannah Jakes Transformations. Hannah's a mum of two, a former PT, a Radio One Superstar DJ winner and West End musical performer. Now I know Hannah as a PT who's made me sweat on more than one occasion, but it was really great to chat to her about everything else she's had going on. We spoke about staying in the present moment, reaching for big goals and searching for financial freedom. Staying in the present moment is something I've been thinking about a lot lately, with more time at home and separated from our loved ones because of coronavirus. We don't talk about the outbreak in this episode because we recorded this chat in January, but a lot of what Hannah spoke to me about I found to be really useful in the last few weeks. I hope it helps you too.
1: I'm a person that's always 10 years into the future and I have found that I have sometimes struggled with sitting in the space between where I am and where I want to be and it's often led to frustration and often
0: jealousy next week I'm talking to Lisa Springate chairwoman of the IOD in Jersey about juggling this big role with her day job family life and ambitions make sure that you tune in and if you missed our last episode with Chris Morris from Tech Agenda and the Content Factory go and grab it now on Apple Podcasts Spotify or Stitcher or subscribe so you don't miss out and I'd love for you to leave a review if you like what you hear keep safe everyone I really hope this podcast gives you a little bit of light relief whilst you're looking after yourself and taking care of your loved ones this is Stay Connected Okay, so Hannah, thank you for joining me. Hello. Um, So every episode I ask my guests to bring in an object that they feel connected to, and I can see yours on the desk in front of us because it's very sparkly. Can you tell our listeners what object you brought
1: with you today? So I have brought a journal, aka a diary, aka a snazzy notepad. And it is... It's very snazzy. (laughs) It's snazzy. Um, I collect many different ones, but this is an incredibly snazzy one. And it's glittery gold with the words, follow your dreams, they know the way, embossed on the front. Um, And I was just drawn to it when I went into WH Smiths to buy a brand new one. Who doesn't love
0: a (sighs) stationery haul?
1: That was my childhood place, like every Friday after school, let's go to W.H. Smith's and buy new stationery. Fluffy pens. (laughs) Yes, all of the stuff in the early noughties. Um, But this is my object because it just basically, it represents a place where I go for emotional freedom. Um, It's kind of like my little best friend, not this particular journal, but a journal in general. Mm -hmm. It's somewhere that I'm deeply connected to going because it's, I can just express everything that I'm going through, whether it's a great day, an amazing day, all my wins, or you know, if I'm having a really crap day, or just generally wanna list some stuff out, it's something that I can always, always turn to, and I journal every single damn day. So I brought this one in uh, specifically because this is the one I bought when I discovered and realized that I wanna completely shift my career and leave personal training world and go into an online space and create like a whole new life for myself, basically, with this online work that I now do. So this is the exact one that I plan all this out in, like all the dreams and all the desires and all the, oh, what's next?
0: I love it. And when do you do it? Like what time of your day do you do your journey?
1: Well, next to where I sit on the sofa, I have about five or six that I just open all the time. So... First thing in the morning is usually the time, like when my daughter's up and just messing around with her toys, I just sort of sit and open it. And obviously one eye's on her, one eye's on the journal, but it's just always there. So if ever I'm having a cup of tea and there's a moment where I can just sort of open it up, there we go. And do you reflect back on them? So Do you look back at stuff in them? (laughs) All the time. Like each journal, they don't go in chronological order. So So it's not like a
0: diary like we had when we were kids where you write like, today this happened and this person (laughs) and...
1: Funnily enough, though, I came across my year 2000 diary, so I think I'm going to go back and look at it and see, like, what, however old Hannah was writing.
0: My best friend is a diarist. if that's the word, (laughs) and um, she went back through and kind of looked at some of them and then sent us some excerpts. Yeah. But it's interesting when your friend kind of diarises her life because you're in it. Oh, and I got a lot of clips. So I was wow. like, I don't remember doing that. What? Oh, man. That was amazing. Amazing yeah. thing to do. So it's not chronological, but you no. use it to kind of, is it goals? Is it dreams?
1: Is it thoughts? Or is it all of the, everything? So, so, so much. So I like to, <clears throat> I'm a person that's always 10 years into the future. And I have found that I have sometimes struggled with, sitting in the space between where I am and where I want to be. And it's often led to frustration and often jealousy. And like, why am I still here and not where my goals are? So a tool that I use is I like to drop into the present moment quite a lot. Like I have to bring myself back to now reality today, like be happy where I am today. Mm. So I do a lot of present day stuff. Like, so I'll sort of reflect on the day I've had and sort of congratulate myself for even just the tiniest little wins that I've done or... So I write sort of letters to myself. (laughs) Regular sort of letters to, hey, Han, this is where you are, this is how you're doing, and you've done really well today. Just things like that, because if you can't sort of congratulate yourself, then who is going to do it? Like, you can't sit around waiting for You can't rely
0: on other people to do that for you. Yeah, yeah.
1: And in my own work, and I'm a mum, and just, I'm very much... Mum times
0: two now as well.
1: I know, exactly. But that makes me at home a lot, and I'm sort of very much in that world. So... I don't work with colleagues and I don't have a boss to say you're doing great well done here's your appraisal here's your bonus whatever like so for all my years of self-employment or even just like when you go into the office oh that was good or how you or any of that stuff exactly so I tend to sort of do it myself and I encourage all of my clients to do that as well because self-love and self-worth is a biggie a real biggie and loads of people forget that so I tune into myself and do lots of kind of Gratitude lists, which mm. is a really great tool to drop into the present moment, because it makes you realise exactly how much you have, and not how much you desire and want, and also just lots of sort of present moment letters.
0: Oh, I love it! So yeah. it's really a good way to stay connected to kind of the day you're in, mm. but also have some good dreams and write them down. And yeah, do you use it for that as well. Kind of looking oh, forward. Always, yeah.
1: always, always. So I'm in. I'm really into law of attraction and manifesting just sort of abundance and all the things that you want in your life like if you don't have goals and aspirations then you're going to be going backwards really so I do a lot of that as well but I try not to make it the main focus because again it can lead me into that why don't I have it now vibe which when I was younger always used to get me but now I'm older and wiser I kind of realize it's coming anyway. My success is inevitable. All the things that I want are inevitable and they have shown up in my life. Yeah. Like the children that I wanted and boyfriend that I wanted and all this kind of stuff, like it's here. So I trust that the future is going to come to me no matter what.
0: Yeah. And the mm. life
1: you're ready for, I guess,
0: mm-hmm. which is really important. Isn't yeah. It? You've got to be ready
1: for the stuff that comes to you. So you mentioned
0: <laughs> kind of when you were younger. Yeah. So let's go back there then. So tell me about, so now you've got this, Great online business. You were a PT for a long time. We were joking when you came in and put these headphones on because I remember (laughs) you back in the DJ days, Hannah. So there was that for sure. So you've had your career and you had a West End stint in there as well. So there's been a lot of different things going on on the route to this. (laughs) Mm. So tell me kind of a bit about that. Where did you start out? Who was, you know, if you take me back
1: to kind of, I don't know, seven-year-old Hannah, who was she? What kind of things was she hoping for? So put your daughter on the stage, Han. That was me. But I loved it. I wasn't thrown into like all the dancing and drama because go on, Hannah, you you can be a star from parents and stuff. I loved it. I thrived. If there was a competition, if there was anything like a talent show, I was in it. Um, and that's just my personality. I like to mm-hmm. be, you know, shining and showing off, I suppose. Um So I was dancing and drama and all that kind of stuff all throughout my childhood. And I had a burning desire to go off to Sylvia Young Theatre School when I was 12. Mm -hmm. But my mum was dead against it because it's London, middle of London, and I was from Jersey and she went, absolutely not. (laughs) But it was within me. So I was like, I'm leaving at 16. I can go at 16. This is fine. I'm going to do my GCSEs and go. So I actually did. um, And I got into a place called Performers College, which is now one of the leading colleges um, for musical theatre and dance. So I got in there. So that was the the first career path. It was from from when I can remember, that's all I wanted to do. And I managed to get there. So I went and spent three years uh, and qualified, graduated in musical theatre with the desire to go and work professionally in the West End, which actually did happen. So I had a a short career, but wonderful career in the West End and was in Mamma Mia, the musical, um, for two years. It's interesting you say your mum was like, no, that's not going to happen you got yeah. to stay here, Yeah, no, go
0: running off to London The words
1: she used was, you're not very streetwise. I'll never forget that. You're not very streetwise. Do you think um, that tells us something about your mum, about the kind of worries she had for you as a kid? I guess so, even though I'm pretty sure she would have, at the first chance, got rid of me, to be honest. Like, get me <laughs> out of her hair. Um, but no, there was something, I think just the thought of Big Bad London. She'd lived in Jersey from the age of 16 and previously in Brighton. So she hadn't really known what went on there. And obviously at that age, I would have had to have stayed with a landlady and someone else caring for me. And I don't know, uh, yeah, I don't young. know. Yeah, like I couldn't have just gone off. And because I would have been away from home, I couldn't have just gone home for the weekend like mm. other people living in the UK could have. So it was, it would have been probably financially horrendous and just logistically not worth doing really. Um, so, but anyway, it was only four years later and I went. So, you went at 16? <laughs> I did. Which is still now <sighs> seems so young. Did it like, seems so doesn't young. Doesn't it? Because when
0: you're 16, you feel like I can do anything, which is yeah. the most amazing bit of being the age, isn't it? But equally now, if I think of kind of the 16 year olds, no. I know dropping them in London. Exactly. But I. And into that world that's quite full on and a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was it was a completely new world. Like I think when I was fifteen and I went for my audition, was the first time I saw a double decker bus. Like after living Mm. in Jersey, all these crazy things. But I take that now, and that's part of my work ethic. Is like, well, I was when I was sixteen, I went away, I was on my own, I was cooking my own food, I was Mm. budgeting money, (laughs) not very well, Um, (laughs) but like I was doing it. So then when I come across people like younger girls now, younger people now that's still you know twenty five, don't really have much get up and go, don't know what to do. I'm like, well, when I was right, I was doing all this. But it's a different mindset, a different generation. But I'm so driven and ambitious that I was doing it no matter what.
0: Where do you think that comes from for you, that ambition and that drive? Because I, I, I know you as someone that doesn't take any bullshit. Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I always think that there's always better yet to come and there's always more. And that, like, now this life that we live, it's temporary, right? It's short-lived. Mm. So... I can't handle seeing anybody like just wasting and moping and spending hours and days and months and years, just not really having much drive. It just... Does that worry you, wasting time? <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. I'm a every hour, if you can be productive, let's be productive. And that could be my demise. Self-care and rest are probably last on the list for me when it comes to things like that. Yeah.
0: It's interesting, isn't
1: it? So you, you end up in London then, you're
0: 16. Yep. How did you, did you want to stay connected to Jersey as a place and to your family and friends here? Or was it big, shiny new world, let's go do this?
1: It was hilarious. If I can look back and think of some memories, you know, when I'd go back for a half term or a holiday, I'd be in all the new swag. Like I'd been to Camden Market and bought punky fish clothing with all the zips. And it was, I mean, I went in 2002. So the fashion wasn't really there. And yeah, I just came back to Jersey as this, like, oh, my, the images I went through, I had, well, head wraps at one point. I wanted dreadlocks at one point. Oh, so I'd come back home and be this new, well, I I do this now and check me out and I've got all these new clothes and stuff. And then I think at one point, I just loved my life over there so much that I didn't even come back for an Easter holiday. I just mooched around for three weeks. Um. So no, until I sort of got a boyfriend over here and then I wanted to come back as much as I could to see mm. him. Um. But then eventually I graduated from college and moved to London and then it was years I think it was like five years before I even came back for a Christmas it was years and years because I was just cracking on with life in London and yeah I didn't really look back too much and did that affect your kind of
0: connections to your family and things because you say your mum and stuff's here
1: yeah I don't know it was just I was just carrying on and living my life in my new bubble um so I don't know Looking back, I just think the years just roll on, don't they? The Mm. time just goes by and it, I don't know. It was, they were happy for me to carry on and experience. And I was earning money and I was loving going down Tottenham Court Road every day before work and spending my money and I wasn't being very careful with the money and had a massive tax bill after two years. Um, But no, I was just cracking on really in my early twenties and even me and my boyfriend last night were thinking about it and I can't remember my twenties, like where did they go? It's bizarre. If you're twenty, appreciate it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
1: But so we mentioned Europe
0: performers. Yes. And what um, what kind of environment is that?
1: It was amazing. Yeah, a lot like of
0: creativity, but
1: Yeah. Like, to go from school, where you have a drama class once a week, mm. or if you're doing GCSEs, maybe two, and then you do a bit of music and a bit of dance, and the rest is filled up with subjects that, particularly for me, I didn't really give a damn about. I was like, I don't care about chemistry. When is this going to come up in my life? To going into full-time ballet, then jazz, then musical theatre, then a bit of drama, then Just ta- all the
0: stuff you loved.
1: Just loved it all. And to be able to just go in and do everything that you love, obviously ballet was never my strong point, so ballet was still a bit more for me, but to be in amongst people and to be appreciated and to be supported and feel like you're really thriving in an in an area that you love was so amazing. And did you find it easy to make friendships there? Was that part yeah. of that for you? Yeah. It's
0: quite intense, isn't it? Like all yeah. of that all together.
1: Do you know who I connected with? All the gay guys. <laughs> so I made best friends within the first week, um, and I went to the wedding of one of my best friends last year. I'm still dear friends with them now, Um, So, but there's rivalry as well, and there's this tension, and most of it was in my own head.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, so I'm a really strong singer, and singing was definitely my main focus when I was there, and I graduated in musical theatre, and I ended up getting the lead role in my graduation show and stuff, but There was a lot of self-doubt surrounding that because there was big personalities there. Mm. And a couple of the really other strong singers, I was just forever in fear of them and in like inferior kind of thing. Whereas it was ridiculous because it was just all in my mind. And as much as people went, no, 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 like you're really great. I had this this almost choking fear that I just wasn't really good enough.
0: I think that's really common for people though, anyone Mm. that's ever worked in any kind of performance yeah. industry or creative industry. Mm-hmm. There comes mm-hmm. a lot of vulnerability with that, which brings a, at times self-doubt, doesn't it? It's going to be hard yeah. to trust
1: yeah. trust it. But this, I think, was maybe the start of my self-love journey because one of my, more well, my tutor, my singing tutor, Marcus Savage, absolute legend, <laughs> he told me to just record myself singing. Just record yourself. And I had this mini disc. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that dates a, a, mini, a mini disc. Um, and it was about an hour and a half of just different classes, different lessons, different recordings of me. Like I tried to try to record everything I sang and I would literally listen to it every night and find really amazing moments that I thought, wow, actually I sound great there or wow, that or criticize myself as well and say, well, you need to do that better next time. And recording myself, I learned to love my own voice and discover that I was actually pretty damn good at singing back in the day. And yeah, that I think that's where my self-love journey began because it was just a tool to use and discover that actually, no, it's okay. You and, and to back yourself. Yeah.
0: So that you can put your, you know, you've got to know that you can do it if you're going to get a job in the West End.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just gave me confidence in myself. And I went, well, if I sing that song in front of anyone, I know that it will sound like that. And, and if, I'm good with that. Yeah. And if it gave myself that pure confidence and self-love and whatever, I was like, well, actually that's, that's fine. I can sing this song without fear. So it's good. It's a good tip, I think. Mm. And then how
0: did you get, so obviously performance, but then into kind of the fitness industry, how did that transition? Ah.
1: Now, this was a bit of a journey. Um, I had two wonderful years in the West End in, in Mamma Mia, and then I decided in 2008, I went, I'm going to leave this job because I I've been, was in the ensemble. I thought, well, there might be something bigger and better for me. So I thought, right, naive Hannah, age 22, when I'll have three months off, I'm going to rest and then I'll get a job and it'll be great. And by the summer, I'll be in another contract. Well, that never happened. (laughs) Um, Whether it was a few bad choices, bad moves on my part, the economic crisis in 2008, which happened that affected the world. Like I can blame whatever or I can take full responsibility. Whatever happened, two years went by with me auditioning and to not getting any work. Um, And it got really, really bad, and I basically was crying every day, completely lost all my self-worth, all my Mm. self-belief, was thinking, i convinced myself that my job in Mamma Mia had been a fluke, um, that, you know, why did I ever get the job? I was ringing my old tutor and saying, was I any good? Like, it it got bad, um, to the point where I had got acne from stress, and you shouldn't cry every day. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should not cry every day. That's bad times if that's happening to you. And I basically got into this real pit. And it was it was 18 months before I discovered I need to shift something. And it got to the point where it was, I'm sick of having a panel of people in an audition room decide whether I earn money for the next year of my life. Because that's basically what it is. You have four or five people there looking at you, judging you. And um, it
0: also sounds like you're hanging your self-worth on whether they, oh, they think it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, that, that's the balance, isn't it? How do you do that process, mm. but not let that damage that confidence that you have that actually it's okay. Yeah. Even if they don't want me, I know I'm good at it. That's hard.
1: Well, stepping into an audition with that whole self-doubt, this was mm. my last job was a fluke. So this better be a fluke. Like that mindset was just crushing. I was setting myself up to fail before I even got on the tube to get to the audition and 18 months of this it was it was a pride thing I didn't want to be one of those people that just kept struggling for mm. four years five years and behind their back they're going oh Hannah's not doing very well or not. I think people say things and you know that that would have been going on and it was just my pride like I had got this amazing job at the age of 19 and then it just was a slow slippery slope down and I didn't want the judgment of others which probably never even existed but just to feel like that might have been a thing, I went, I need to change. Mm. So I, my sister was working at Fort Regent at the time, which is a leisure centre. Um, and she was earning good money and enjoying her job doing fitness. So I went, well, there's a window there. How does that look? So I got in touch with a, an old, Buddy, who's a personal trainer and went what's it like is it good is it worth doing and he gave me a massive lowdown and said it's great do what you can so I because I was in London managed to find a course that was six weeks done start to finish nine to five six weeks intensive you qualify level two level three in spinning boxing nutrition done so I went, right, I'm doing it.
0: And also, you're obviously pretty fit as being a dancer at this point. Yeah. It's not like you
1: Yeah, it was a nice sort of segue into this world. And to be honest, the course, I did it pretty easily because it's all about looking at the body and seeing if something's wrong and someone can squat properly. So because I had a real knowledge the in the body... Yeah, like I just flew through it. And one of them qualifications was exercise to music <laughs> it like Tick. standard aerobics so yeah so that was it and within before I even qualified I had a job um the week before in a fitness first right around the corner from where I lived in London so I thought well this is great so that was my entry into personal training world which was in 2009. And did you manage kind of
0: throughout this time obviously that's changed you've not been a personal mm-hmm, trainer all mm-hmm. that time lots of different things but
1: did you manage to stay connected to
0: kind of dance and music and things like that?
1: I tried to. I mean, I've taught spinning the whole time, which is basically music, like pump up as loud as you can. Um, So that's the connection there with the music and the fitness, I suppose. I tried to do like, oh, come and do a beginner's dance class with me for five quid kind of vibes. But it never really happened. I don't think it was meant to ever really happen because I didn't really vibe or fit too much. I think I did two or three classes with half a person turning up. And it didn't really happen, um, but I actually do choreograph now for Silhouette. Um, oh, amazing! S- yeah, Silhouette Studios, um, because I love—I actually love to choreograph. So whenever I'm not pregnant, <laughs> actually, I no—I was seven months pregnant in that crazy hot summer that we had choreographing wow. a winning jazz number. Uh, yeah, so that's hilarious. But I'm—I do have that outlet there um, because my you best still get friend, to do it. Yeah, like my best friend owns and runs that school so she invites me now and again to do some choreography which is really fun that's nice because it yeah. means you're not like losing that no i get to i get to express myself through really talented dancers mm. um and yeah so there there's a real connection there still so yeah hopefully i can keep whacking out some high kicks into my older age well, yeah.
0: <laughs> gotta <to> keep flexible to <laughs> <I'll> try <laughs> <laughs> so you so we've kind of been through so from hannah where mm. her mum said no you ain't going to london at 11 yeah back in your box hannah <laughs> To now, to a lady that's got two kids Mm -hmm. and a nice boyfriend and journals every day. Hell yeah. Did that Hannah ever imagine this Hannah, do you think?
1: (sighs) I don't know. No. Because that Hannah thought she'd have a career of 20 years in the West End and singing and dancing and showbiz. And there was a part of me that wanted fame. Like, yeah, it's mental how you go through that. So no I I envisaged fame to be honest. Um I don't know what capacity. Um so there was no way that it would now be very much in the back end and prompting others to find their light and their shine. But that this purpose that I have found now is completely aligned. I'm so grateful that the previous career attempts didn't happen, which is bizarre when you've reached depression and you're thinking why 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 isn't it happening to now to going ah oh, I'm so grateful that it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, because you won't be doing this.
1: No. And it's mad to say that now, but it's so true.
0: How amazing. And I'm like, everyone's got things, haven't they? Dreams that maybe didn't come off. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to think maybe that's for, you know, opening a door to something else.
1: Yes, completely. It's it's hard to look at your fails and inverted commas and look at them with love and light and go, thank you. Mm. That's a biggie. Um and it's something that I was even talking to with a client last night. Is you know, you can go through things in your life that are traumatic, but eventually, even if it's ten years down the line, you'll look back and go that there's the reason in it, and you get to choose the reason in it. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned before
0: that um obviously we talked about you and little ones, and you've got a seven-week-old baby at the <laughs> minute, which is mad. Hannah's sat here with bright red lipstick on looking really glam. <laughs> it's because I'm out the house. So I was like I'm putting on lipstick. She's got 7 week old it's insane. Um but obviously a lot going on career-wise. Mm. You're building a business. You've got mm. all this stuff going on. So how do you how do you make sure you stay connected to being a mum and being a girlfriend and that kind of balance? Because that's hard, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I'm walking a tightrope at the moment, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and had a discussion with my boyfriend yesterday I like when that word discussion. Discussion. When, you know, there's been a few times the dishes haven't been done and he's got back in with my daughter and the flat's still a mess and I've gone well I've had to value I've had to prioritize something and I value my time towards growing my business over the dishes I'm afraid Mm. like if I'm gonna choose one I'm gonna choose something we're gonna gonna have some dirty dishes yeah like I'm gonna choose the thing that's gonna a fulfill me b propel me and you know just bring in potential money for us and the work and my business is keeping me sane at the moment I I really love everything that I'm doing with it so if that's going to come first over a pile of washing then that's what's going to happen um I am juggling at the minute but I know that every single day is going to get that little bit easier and a little bit more routine and a little bit oh, closer to when they can both go to nursery mm. <laughs> yeah so it's um it is a fine juggling act but I'm managing I'm here right now you are yeah lippy on. I've managed to get through rush hour traffic and park in a car park without a baby without a baby and you know where both of them are and my phone's in my bag so I don't know how it's going I'm sure but it's I don't right. mind it's your boyfriend's
0: seems quite capable yes. he's a good egg isn't he he'll yes. be good I'm sure it would be desperate for you to get home so he can he can uh, have his self I'll drive time. slowly it's fine <laughs> and what do you do to switch off how do you kind of take that time so we've talked about kind of mm-hmm. you know how you how you connect with your family how do you balance mm-hmm. it but a big bit of that balance is how do you find the
1: time for you So time for me, I love to train. I love to go and exercise. And even if it's 20 minutes with rave music on in my headphones on a bike, I can just completely lose myself. Um, So that is definitely me time. And even if it's 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. I don't have to go and have a massive long two hour spa day. It can be that little pocket. But also I've just recently found an app and I've been using it for about four days. And it's, I don't know if I can name apps on here. It's called Forest and you never know they might want to sponsor there we go and you can set a timer on it and all it is is that you just set yourself a time whether it's 10 minutes or two hours and it plants little trees and then when you've planted enough of your own virtual trees it'll plant a real tree in real life so the app people will go and plant trees for you and it's just it makes you focus so it's like i'm not going to touch my phone for this 20 minutes that I'm going to set myself. So whether that's 20 minutes of reading, I'm at the moment setting it for two hours and putting my phone somewhere where I can't reach. And that means I'm just disconnected from work, go, go. If I've got a notification, I've got someone wanting to connect with me, whatever. And I'm just present to what we're watching on the telly or my boyfriend or, you know, whatever it is. With the kids. Yeah. So that's how I'm disconnecting to
0: then connect. And do you... So that sounds like that's accountability, isn't it? So yeah. It, like yeah. that idea of... If I just said, Hannah, you need to put your phone down for two hours, oh, whereas no. the idea of, but if I do this, someone will plant a tree. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good payoff.
1: Well, exactly. So do you find it accountability really helps you? Definitely. It's like you sort of feel that almost guilt, like, oh I don't I know. No. I don't wanna want I don't wanna burn because I think your trees burn down in your little <laughs> virtual forest. It's like no, I'm growing a tree. It's two hours. It's fine. I can cope without my phone. Um and that's the same when it comes to sort of like my food choices that I'm on. Um and anything like that is kind of that's the accountability, just deciding to do something and setting your goal and sticking to it. And that's what this little phone app is helping me with as well that's really interesting
0: mm. and thinking about the future then so we've, <laughs> we've talked about 11 year old hannah we've talked about 16 year old <laughs> hannah we've worked our way through all the way through to hannah now yeah mom of two kids yeah building a business do you have any really big insane goals for the future and i lo- i'm really excited to ask you this question because i yes. think you're someone that'll tell me because <laughs> i think lots of people are scared to say yeah What their big goals are. Because they we talked Uh about judgment. Yeah. I've got a vision board in my house so everyone can see Um, mine when they walk in. Yes. My super yacht. It's going to happen one day, people. I'm aiming for it. (laughs) Kylie Jenner's got one. I want one. God knows how I'm going to get there, but it's a goal. Mm -hmm. What about you?
1: What are your big goals
0: for the future?
1: My big goals are complete financial freedom and the freedom to just be able to be in a position where I can help more and more people. Mm. I want to be able to spread the message. I I want everyone to live their full life, live their best life, but without limitations and blocks. And it just disheartens me to see anyone struggling. So if I can spread my message more by creating more of an impact, by seeing more people, reaching more people, putting on more retreats, doing bigger events, that's a massive business vision for me. Personally, there's a dream house in St. Bernard's Bay. I love that. I have it saved on my phone, and I'm not changing this. Do you thing. know who lives in it? I bet they're going to be swimming by that. I, really, the swimming I, hanging really, out. I think I know who it is, and I'll say it off air in case I <laughs> bring this up. But they don't know it yet, but they're going to sell it, and I'm going to buy their house, and I want to wake up every day and go and have a cup of coffee on the beach and basically do yoga every day, inspire my children, do a couple of clients in my day, inspire them and just live my life in this lovely place. Travel. I don't know. I don't want to put too many milestones on it because who knows what could happen. But I just have this lovely freedom. It's just freedom to do whatever I damn want every day without Choice. clutches in a lovely home. Just It's just freedom is what I envisage it's interesting so i obviously said one of my
0: goals is a super yacht and you said that yours is financial freedom so both are obviously monetarily based oh completely but it's interesting we don't often hear people talk about money as being a goal Mm -hmm. especially not women because you know oh god yeah like that's a bit crass isn't it (laughs) oh she wants cash Ugh. like people feel a bit weird about that how do you feel Mm. about having because i like i think it's interesting you said financial freedom Mm -hmm. you need money to help people
1: well, you need money yeah. to do more. Exactly, like the more money that I have, give me more of a leverage to help pe- more people. It's not like I want all the money so I can buy all the houses and have all the jewelry and it's all me, 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 me. It's it then creates way more, like I can then help charities. I can plant my own trees. The more and you've money, got kids, <laughs> so that's financial food well, for yeah. them. And- yeah, like it's just a it's just a tool to to help you through life. It's not the be all and end all, and it's not greed at all it's it's literally a tool to then create the life that you want and spread that further
0: I think it's um I I listened to a podcast the other day with a lady called Stacey Flowers I don't know Mm -hmm. if you know Stacey Flowers so her whole thing is financial freedom I think might be misquoting Stacey if you're listening I'm sorry (laughs) I'm pretty sure that she got to a point in her life where financially she was in a really bad place Mm -hmm. and she kind of rebuilt everything from the ground up and then she teaches other people to do the same she's yeah. a really interesting lady I think you'd love her so you should Brill,
1: get on that I will get on her
0: so lots of goals there house in St. Brenard's I'm loving mm. if you live in St. Brenard's <laughs> and you see Hannah I'm hanging see- <laughs> around outside your house chances are it's the I one I actually
1: <laughs> walk up to it sometimes and just look up and go ah oh, one
0: day <laughs> and they're in their lounge oh, she's back she's here no they're in their infinity
1: pool out the front saying she's back yes oh, nice. yeah it's mine it's mine <laughs> one day but big goals
0: yeah how do you stay connected to those you how do you build momentum towards them and you know it's hard to it's one thing to say I'm gonna have that house mm-hmm. one day it's another thing to connect yourself enough to it that you can make it happen so how do you do that
1: it's every day at a time it's every choice at a time it's every every thought is an opportunity to take you one step further to the goal that you want That's what I say to my clients who want to lose three pounds. That's what I say to my clients who want to create a new job for themselves. Whatever it is, it's that day-to-day, moment-to-moment choices. Mm. So I just ask myself, is this going to be what I need to be doing? And right now, it's business is going to be growing my income. So it's, is this business choice going to be getting you to the next stage? And this is why I'm scaling. And, you know, I've changed my online program In the last 12 months to what it is now. And it's like, is this going to work? No. Okay, fine. Is this working? Yes, keep that. So it's just moment to moment, day to day things that will eventually get me there. And it's that not being in the frustration gap of where I am to where I want to be like these massive goals are potentially quite far away. So I just need to remember that they're going to happen no matter what. The they're patience. inevitable. Yeah, it's patience, but it's trust and faith as well. Like I'm doing a lot of subconscious transformational work in my own studies and reading all the books and then practi- like putting them into practicality. And it's just faith and trust. And that's a really good vibration to be in rather than, oh, what if it doesn't happen? And clinging on and worry and ah, like angst, angst. It's like, no, no, it's happening. It will happen one day in whatever divine and perfect way it happens
0: and i don't want people listening to think that you're sat at home thinking writing in your journal thinking (laughs) this is all gonna happen one day Mm. because it's also about action as well isn't it completely but the mindset drives the action i guess Mm -hmm. but you, you can't just manifest One day I want that house and then you wait a few years and
1: ping, it appears. No, completely. Like action creates clarity. So take inspired action, follow your gut, follow your intuition. Don't always think about the, but what if, and I can't do that because, and all these boundaries, but it's just a nicer vibration to be in, to live in, to wake up and go, well, great that's gonna to come to me one day in whatever way it happens mm. rather than like oh but what if it doesn't and just think about which one would be better to wake up and have a cup of tea in you, oh, you I like that. choose the nice one even if it seems 20 years in the future and completely absurd it's still nicer to sit in that vibe than the yeah what if vibe
0: better to hope and dream than to wonder what could go wrong isn't it for sure
1: yeah so just it's just nicer to be in that. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice place to live. It's just nicer. I just choose you get to choose if it's a nice vibe positive day a positive outlook, trust and faith then rather than looking at the struggle. Mm. Mm. You get to choose peeps. And
0: just to finish us off. I've been asking everybody and we've talked about lots of different connections, connections to your work, to your family, to your friends, to goals, to past dreams, mm. to things that have happened, things that haven't. Is there anything this year, any connections that you want to do better in?
1: Yes, completely. I have made a personal promise to myself to actually get out of my own, not really a comfort zone, but just meet more people, <laughs> which is exactly this Thing, connecting with more people I find that being a solo entrepreneur and a mom I can keep myself to myself and get wrapped up and before you know it months have gone by and I haven't really spoken to any like-mindeds um and business and that kind of energy I thrive Mm. and I love to chat to people that are in the same energy as that that's what gets me going so I want to talk and connect with people that are like inspired taking action changing ideas and growing and that's who I want to connect with so I am breaking myself out of the box I am joining memberships I am stepping up even sort of going to create my own little mini get together event as well and that is my goal for this year to make new, potentially, hopefully new friends, maybe even some collaborative partnerships and things like that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to put some heels on. Oh, even more exciting. And go out. I can't out. remember the
0: last time I wore a pair of heels. <laughs> no.
1: Trainers for life, guys. I'm like, I am the CEO of my life. And if I want to wear a pair of heels, I'm going to yeah. damn do it. I've lived in sports gear for 10 years. Hannah's a fan mostly of the sweaty old school,
0: old school sports gear as well, which I'm loving.
1: Oh, and he does three stripes on here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'm getting out of the sweaty gym stuff because that's been my personality, my identity for 10 years. So I'm going to go and buy myself some new stuff once I'm completely off my transformation after having my baby and go see what this is now, 2020.
0: What what the new bit brings. Yeah.
1: Well, it has been so fun to talk to Yay, you. Thank, thank you so much you. for coming in. But
0: before you go... yes. How does everyone
1: listening find out more about you and what you do? So obviously the Instagrams mm-hmm. and the Facebooks, and it's just Hannah Jake's Transformations. That's my handle on everything. But make sure you put the C in Jake's. Amazing. Well, we'll put it in our <laughs> show notes so that everyone can find you. But it's
0: been Ace. Thank you thank so much you. for joining me. Yay!
1: Thank you very much. Speak to you soon. Oh. Hey, that was fun. Yay, You're you. so good. I would choke up in a heartbeat.
0: Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected.